0: Hi, and welcome to the RPG Academy Show & Tell. Show & Tell is a show where we like to bring out someone in the RPG space to talk about something cool they're working on. I'm Mo, and today we're talking to Craig Campbell, designer of Capers, Die Laughing, Good Strong Hands, and now Capers Cyberpunk.
1: Thanks for having me, Mo. Um, this is our first time talking. This is fun.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah i'm craig campbell i'm the owner of nerdburger games Uh, i've made a whole bunch of games Um, you can find those all at nerdburgergames.com but don't go buy stuff there because we're going to talk about something that's coming up and there's other ways to get things and all that fun stuff Um, most uh, uh, right now what's happening is um, the capers cyberpunk kickstarter is happening Um, and for those out there who know what Capers is, um, you kind of already kind of know where this is all going. But I'm going to fill it in for everybody else. Um, Capers is a game that I designed a few years ago, which is uh, about you know it's a super powered game of gangsters in the Roaring Twenties. So think gangsters and law enforcement people with um, kind of street level superpowers, and that kicked off a whole bunch of you know. Uh, story, and there's there were supplements and everything that kind of take you through the, the ages. And it ultimately culminates in this game, Capers, Capers Cyberpunk, which is um, a superpowered game of cyberpunks fighting the megacorps. So it's set in the 2020s, an alternate version of the 2020s, where all of these super-powered, super-smart people with super tech and all that stuff have ultimately led to the rise of megacorporations that now have the majority of the populace under their heel. And the only people who can stop the mega corporations are the outlaw, unregistered, living on the streets and in the shadows, uh, cyberpunks with superpowers. And that's what this
0: game is about. Nice, because if there are no super, superpowers, there will be no mega corporations that will put us under the heels, right?
1: Sure, that'll never happen without supers. <laughs> But in in this game world, the the Supers had a direct uh, influence upon that.
0: Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, How'd you get into um, game design, Craig? Oh, boy. Um, Years
1: and years and years ago, uh, in 1999, I was playing in the home game of, uh, well, Jason Bowman, who people will know as the designer of Pathfinder um at the time we were just architecture students in milwaukee and uh he got involved in living Greyhawk as a as a uh, like an organizer for living Greyhawk, and he asked me to write an adventure and i wrote an adventure for living Greyhawk, um and then i kind of wrote a few things here and there over the course of the next several years and just kind of popped along for a while um mostly d d stuff um a few other things and then uh there came a point where i got laid off from my day job and was like, well, I got a need for money. I'm going to like let the people that I know know that I'm wide open for writing. Um, So I started writing more stuff during that period um, and eventually got a day job and everything's fine. But it it kind of kicked me into a few different places um, in different realms. And I was writing quite a bit for D&D, particularly for uh, fourth edition for the online uh, Dragon Magazine and Dungeon Magazine. And uh, when they started to transition into prepping for fifth edition and starting to play test that my, my freelancing kind of dried up. And I said, I have been doing this for a while. I can design a game. And how hard can it be? How hard well, can it be? Turns out it took three and a half years. Yeah. Um, and I I kickstarted Murders and acquisitions um, and then published that and then just kind of rolled from there. And Nerdburger Games became uh, the imprint that I work under. And uh, I've, I've designed a whole bunch of games of varying sizes varying types of games um and uh you know am pretty well stuck doing this like I, I if i stopped i would actually have fans that are like hey man what's up where's <laughs> where's the next thing um so but i mean I'm, I'm digging it i'm enjoying it and so um you know this is this has been a fun kind of culmination to you know like five or six years of of kind of bringing uh, this game to fruition um, because it, it sat on the back burner for a long time as I did all these other things because I got interested in doing other things. Uh, but that's where it all kind of came from.
0: Nice. That's awesome, man. It's great to be in a place where if you weren't here, you'd be missed. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Um, Let's talk about Capers Cyberpunk. Uh, if I were to play this game, what kind of feelings would I get?
1: Oh, this is a game that is very much um, built on the idea of slapping down the one percent. So, I mean, it's obviously a game of uh, rich and elite, wealthy, powerful, entitled people who kind of control a lot of things, um, and your your fighting back against that and mm-hmm. encouraging others and organizing others to fight fight back against that so you can play the game kind of straight up like hey i've got superpowers i'm going to run around and kick ass and steal stuff from the cyber or from the mega corpse and do what i can to kind of hurt them and bring them down but you can also play it um in portions of the game from like an activist bent you can be looking to organize the people who who can rise up and and develop all that so there's there's a a number of different directions you can go with it, but it's ultimately about, um, teamwork and community and, um, doing the right thing in the face of, uh, rather horrible oppression and a certain sense of misery. Um, now that said, I've, uh, I've embraced the aesthetic of capers all along, which is that, you know, at its heart, um, while they are basically all different versions of cops and robbers, Mm -hmm. um, uh, there, uh, you know, there's, there's a, there's a comic book, you know, a super, super power, superhero kind of feel to it. So like, there's a lot of color and everything. And, and cyberpunk has a tendency to be, uh, at least in the traditional cyberpunk, to be very dark. Yep. Um, lots of dark and black and gray and shadow and chrome and neon. And there's elements of that in this game. But this is also a game where this cyber, you know, the, uh, the megacorps have, they've, they've they've oppressed the people um, in a way that like, they've also painted a face um, uh, where, you know, like, hey, we're going to make these lovely products that are cheap and and affordable. And you're going to love us because we create these things that you can you use in your life and you can live. Um, And so it's not all dark and shadow. um, And Um, there's there's a there is a, a kind of a bit of a comic book mentality. Um, mm-hmm. to it and so they're like this this book actually is is a pretty colorful book for a cyberpunk game um but you know you can fight oppression in the in the daylight too so that's kind of
0: where i was going you sent me um kind of some 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 uh press stuff and mm-hmm. it felt very 80s superheroes was, was is that a good sense uh, of things i would say that i feel like I feel like, and we don't have to chase this rabbit too far. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> but I felt like, you know, in the in the 80s, superheroes could kind of do no wrong. Uh, Watchmen came out in the 80s, which was kind of a predecessor to the uh, ascension of Wolverine and, and bloody Batman. And, right. like, you know, I used to play champions. And weirdly, by 2000, we all had, you know, a 15-point power pool in our pockets walking around. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just kind of looking things over. It, it felt very much uh, a vibe, as it were, like That's... almost four-color comic book
1: yeah, it, it, it is a little, it is it is quite a bit of that. Like, if you look at the other Capers games, you'll see, like, in, in the original Capers, everything was kind of dull and muted because it was like, it's the 20s. And so everything should right. not be super vibrant. Not that there weren't vibrant things and things were painted pretty colors at the time. Mm-hmm. It's just that our recollection, our understanding of that is kind of faded photographs and old magazines right. and stuff. Right. Whereas now, like, now I'm in the 2020s. It's like, you know, bring the color. It's like, it's bright. It's like, it's it's a white background. So the, all the colors really pop off of it. Mm-hmm. A different color background. Um, and I would say that it, I wouldn't put it past me to accidentally just kind of make it, a, a, you know, akin to comics of the 80s, because I am a child of the 80s. And there is That's certainly it. there are certainly there are games that I have worked on that I've created that are straight up homages to different media from the 80s to things that I love from the 80s. I mean, you can you can go back to the 1980s as an inspiration for a lot of what I've done. I'm good. I'm good.
0: Are you working, Craig? Um. I am functioning. <laughs> I am functional. Um, I, am, I am fully powered. For people who haven't played Capers, um, how do characters interface with the game? Define interface. So um, what 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 stats do I have? What moves can I make? Okay. Like the knobs and buttons you give to the players um, kind of says something about this game. And so kind of... What buttons and knobs do uh, the players have?
1: Sure. The six traits that you use in the game are um, in order, uh, charisma, agility, perception, ex- expertise, resilience, and strength. That's C-A-P-E-R-S, which is a straight up homage to face rip from the old Marvel game, mm-hmm. again, falling back to the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so basically you have you have a rating in each of those that... that that runs from one to three. It can run higher if you've got the super, you know, the super trait. Um, and you're flipping cards rather than rolling dice. You'll have a deck of cards. You'll flip one card at a time, um, uh, aiming for a target score that the GM knows that you don't know. Um, where the pip value is success versus failure, and the suit is the degree of success versus uh, or, or degree of failure. So both are important. So you could flip a high card, but have a bad suit and be like, oh, do I want to press my luck and flip another card? In which case the first card is now gone. Um, so everything in the game kind of revolves around the idea of you are gambling um, with each of your trait checks or power chips. You're, you're playing a little quick gambling game mm-hmm. where you're trying to hit that, that target score. And that was born out of capers and the idea that these gangsters are literally gambling with their lives every day. And it, you know, thematically fit the 1920s and them having illegal casinos and all that sort of thing. Um, and then, uh, you know, it just kind of carried that forward. And you're in the same position in Caper Cyberpunk, where, you know, the characters are up against monumental odds, like the megacorps are incredibly powerful. And so just to, um, to stand against them in the in the smallest ways is very risky, you're gambling. And um, and the character sheet is is set up with kind of that motif running through it. Like you've got playing cards and poker chip uh, graphics that are part of the game or you know, that are part of the character sheet that are, you know, kind of help to bring that feel about. And there's like little cheats in the game or on the character sheet that tell you like, you know, like a little card that, uh, next to in your skills area. There's a little card that has like a playing card that has plus one on it, which means that right. like if you have that skill, you get plus one to your number of cards you get to flip. Um, So it's kind of built into that and, you know, you're working off of a deck of cards that is going to change the composition of your deck will change over time. So your, the way you approach uh, taking risk in the game with your character might change across the course of of several encounters where early on, you've got every card in the deck, it's all equal chances, a couple encounters later. You've uh, you, you flipped a lot of low cards and you know that you've got a lot of face cards yeah. in your deck. Like, will you take greater risks because you know you have the potential for greater reward the, the deck is skewed in your favor? So again, it's like with the card counting and keeping track of what's going on, you're, you're, there's a gambling mentality to it. So that I think runs through all of the, uh, the Capers games and all the little you know, sub um, genres and, and different time periods that you can play the game in.
0: Nice. And just to be clear, this is a uh, a regular fifty-two deck car, poker deck, right?
1: Yes, with uh, two 50, jokers.
0: with the jokers, because
1: yep. you got to have a good joker and a bad joker.
0: That's right. And then, um, you said pips, and that's just the number cards versus the the royalty right. face cards. Got the
1: no. pip, the pip value of the card, the whether it's a Five, six, seven, or see, a,
0: you're you're a professional game designer. You know stuff that everybody doesn't know, Craig. <laughs> Don't worry, there's um, examples
1: in the in in the book. Oh, I know, t- I know. I, I read through. the book. That, that's yeah. why I, I I'm,
0: I'm I'm I know a couple things about this. Um, so you've talked to a little bit about how mechanics work with the cards. Is the game session like a regular game session where you're going to fight? A, a mini boss or two and then the big boss or is um caper cyberpunk different than you know your typical fantasy stroke sci-fi stroke um uh uh, uh cyberpunk even adventure um I think you, you could play it that
1: way um, there's nothing stopping you from doing that like getting into individual combats, or just challenges that are like, they may not be combats, it might be like, you tr- you want to try to steal something or you want to mm-hmm. try to schmooze your way into um, a gala event where you can get access to somebody who uh, who's important, um,
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: you know, so you'll be kind of punctuated through scenes of like, you know, action, or, or not even not, not, not necessarily action, but like, scenes where failures, failure means something like success and failure is going to drive the story and failure has consequences and right. then you know you'll have scenes where it's a little more role play or where the characters are planning or wherever um but you can i mean with any of the caper stuff you can i mean i've I've run games where there's very few cards flipped there's very few you know hmm. like no combat whatsoever um because the while there are combat there are traits that are you know geared toward combat certainly strength and agility both lend themselves toward combat there are skills that are combat oriented skills but they all have the same weight with like there's there's uh you know charisma based kind of skills of deception and diplomacy and there's ways to you know there, there's skills for stealing things and steals for skills for gambling and skills for hacking and skills for um you know, just exploring and trying to, you know, if you're just looking try like, you might have a whole game session that's just like trying to get information from someone Mm -hmm. or something. And you might have to, the characters might have to try different things, like we're going to try hacking that didn't work, we ran up against firewalls, we're going to try, we're going to hunt down the person that knows, oh, well, we Mm -hmm. couldn't find them. Or maybe you did find them, and they send you on a chase to something else. And eventually, you know, like, you could literally have a whole adventure that is just Finding out some bit of information about a megacorp that's been buried by them, that if you were to reveal it would weaken them in the face of other megacorps or in the face of the public or in the face of other coalitions that are fighting against them. Like you, you show a weakness that can be exploited and none of that has to be combat oriented. You could, you know, literally just spend an entire, you know, three or four hour session trying to find the dirt because information is valuable and the megacorps will do everything they can to polish their image in a very specific way
0: gotcha that's really cool um i i I think there's some great games out there where you get to beat them up and um more and more i find myself surprised and enjoying games where there are other ways to solve problems (laughs) that's something i've
1: tried to to focus on quite a bit with a lot of my games is I don't typically do games that are built around classes where this class is clearly a fighter type like that's what they mm-hmm. excel at I like point by systems where you can be like oh, I'm, I'm okay with this weapon I can take care of myself but I also have all these other abilities um and there's plenty of superpowers that have nothing to do with like dealing damage to anyone
0: nice um do you have uh So a big question I had looking over the material you sent me was do the character, do the superheroes and the normal characters play in the same space at the same time?
1: They can. Um, I built the game to have basically three types of characters that you can play. There are what are called capers. That's the colloquial term given to people with superpowers. Mm -hmm. There are exceptionals who are, exceptional people. They are people that are on par with capers, but they don't have superpowers, but they do have access to abilities that make them tougher or more resilient, or just, you know, they kind of stand out. And then there are what are referred to as regulars, which are like your, your Joe Schmo everyday kind of folks. So you could um, have characters who are superpowered and who are not, who can all function along one, alongside one another. Um, the, you know, the superpowered person will have Powers and we'll have like all the cool stuff that comes along with that. But the exceptionals will have interesting things too, and especially in a game like this where you've got you know the exceptional can gear themselves out with with cyber attack and have all sorts of cool abilities that comes from cyber attack rather than gotcha rather than powers. Um, and you could be fighting against you know a combination of NPCs that are of all of those types. So you, gotcha. you know your regulars are your quote unquote um, you know your 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 minions, <laughs> your one hit wonders. Um, um, and uh, you know you might be dealing with other tougher characters that take a little more work to to uh, overcome, whether they be superpowered or not.
0: Hmm. Cool. Um, is money mechanized in your game? Um, it's to the to the extent
1: that um, you can make money or steal money, and you can buy things with it. It's you know the the game has a it's it's not a super long like equipment list and gear list but gotcha. it's, got en- it's got enough to kind of give you the guideline and, and you can always come up with prices for things that aren't on the list um because cyber tech is so expensive um and you can certainly purchase it by getting a hold of the money in in game um it's also built into Gaining cyber tech is built into character advancement and creation. So, you could instead of taking superpowers when your character, when you create your character or you advance your character, you could spend the points for that on a certain dollar amount worth of cyber tech. Gotcha. And it's a much bigger number than what you would have for like starting funds or anything like that. But you have to take it in cyber tech. Your character just starts with that stuff. And it's up to you how that came about like is that for, did you get that installed as part of an old life did you mm-hmm. steal money to do it did like some chop doc on the street owe you a favor and he installed like bargain basement um cybertech into you right um, to, to pay you back from for saving his family or whatever like who knows like you, you, can, you can deal with that however you want um but it gives you know for, for games where the gm isn't going to be handing out a lot of cash it gives characters it gives players the opportunity to Get some cyber tech just through advancing their character.
0: Nice. Looking through your um, your Quick Start, I was like really like surprised to see all these like number like it was almost like a shopping list. Some of those pages. Now I was just like, <laughs> how how does that work? How does money work? Um, do you got any good APs out there for the world to see right right now? Oh, uh,
1: we well, we're recording this early before the Kickstarter, and so. Um, yes, I have, as of right now, talking me right now in this moment, I have several planned, um, Yay. But yeah, you will, I, I'm not sure when this is going to come out. So, uh, yeah, you keep an eye on the Kickstarter campaign. I will post links to, um, AP's, uh, actual play, um, uh, one shots, um, that will be happening, um, um, on a variety of channels. I've actually kind of got a number of things lined up. So, um, you know, also coordinating to make sure they're like, they're all doing kind of like different stories and it's like you'll be able to see uh the system and the game kind of function in a number of different ways and you know you have different gms and different player groups there might be one group that's like you know flipping cards like crazy lots of combat okay. and another group that's kind of not so much doing that
0: everybody's got a vibe that's <laughs> awesome and the thing you sent me is that like um a like a quick start guide or something like that
1: the thing I sent you—that is the—that is the game book in progress right now. Oh, wow. I, believe. I believe that's what I sent you—one hundred and eighty or one hundred and sixty-eight pages, something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's the game book. Um, that's like as we speak now. It's in proofreading, um, and I'm I'm tidying up some of the graphics. You'll notice that there's big gaps in, mm-hmm. on different pages because um, there's illustrations that are still being worked on. Um, but yeah, that's uh, you know that's that's the whole game. Um, so it's it's you know there are Kickstarters out there where you end up having to wait a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had Kickstarters where you had to wait a while. Um, my, my goal with this is given what I've done over the past several years, um, I was able to kind of get out in front and get a lot done beforehand and, and use Kickstarter to kind of finish it up, um, and, and get it out into people's hands. So the, the hope is to to uh, fulfill this Kickstarter pretty quickly after um the campaign ends
0: well i i am a witness a lot of the work is done folks (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much how can uh the listeners support you
1: uh they can go um to the kickstarter right now it's running um and you can get uh just the pdf or you can get the pdf and a hardcover book um, or you can also, you can get the, the PDF and a hardcover book and a custom set of capers, cyberpunk playing cards mm. with, uh, with fancy jokers and, uh, face cards that are NPCs from the game, um, that, uh, my graphic designer has an artist have whipped up all the really cool stuff. And all I had to do is just kind of slap it onto cards in a, in a software. They did all the work for that one. Um, but they, they look really cool. I really like the cards. Um, and so, yeah, you can support uh, with any of those. Or if this game is not your thing, you can go check out nerdburgergames.com, um, see what else I have. You can go to drivethroughrpg.com and buy other games there. Um, there are some things that are available as add-ons as part of the Kickstarter campaign. So if you do go with the Kickstarter, you know you can take a look at that, too. There's a handful of uh, older games, all the old caper stuff, all the previous game, you know, earlier stuff. Um, is available and then a couple of other um, of my earlier games. So it's going to be actually kind of a complex fulfillment because there's going to be so many people are like, I want this and this and this and I want that and this and that.
0: Oh. But you got something for everyone, Craig. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> the cost of being the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Um, do you have a uh, other than Nerd Burger games? Is there a Discord people play, can go check out and be part of the community or anything?
1: Yeah, I'm at Nerd Burger Craig on Twitter, and my pinned post has a you know, my sorry, I have a link tree there that's got a link to the Discord. There's also a link to the Discord on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've got a nice little community there, people talking about all the games, sometimes coming there looking for people to play stuff because sometimes, um, you know your regular group doesn't want to try something so you got to go looking um and uh th- it's opportunities to play test that's like the first mm-hmm. place i go to kind of pull together pull together play testers uh and i also co-host a podcast called rpg R D, which oh. uh is um all uh it's game designers talking about um designing games and GMing. um and so like each episode has like, you know, we, we talk about some, some jamming stuff and we talk about some game design stuff. Um, that's co-hosted by um, Jess Geyer, who is one half of wannabe games. And then we always have a, a guest with us in each episode. That's a weekly show.
0: Nice. I, I have recently stumbled across that one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> a face with a name. Yes. That's awesome. Um, well, those are plenty of places people uh, listening to this uh, way way off in the future in 2023 will remember will recognize this as a throwback because you said Twitter so um, man who knows who knows what it will be called by then (laughs)
1: sorry Um, I have a background in architecture and uh, they they've tried for a very long time to call the Sears Tower Willis Tower but everybody calls it the Sears Tower
0: it's Mm -hmm. Twitter folks sorry it's always going to be Twitter. What's how, how, do you, how do you get, what's the URL to get to that site? Uh, Twitter.com. That's right. Well, uh, currently,
1: me? and even if it changes to something else, you're still going to be able to go into Google for many, many
0: years and type Twitter, and, and that'll be the top choice. I, I am enjoying your um, I read comics <laughs> in the 80s energy, Craig. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming on and um I look forward to uh yeah, seeing the 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 spread of capers uh in case we have any mega corporations that need to be taken down. <laughs> we do. Believe me, we do. I just don't have superpowers, so it's going to be a lot tougher. Well, inspiration is uh, where where imagination and inspiration is where these things start, so yep um thank you so much for coming on show and tell thank you mo i had a blast
1: i can't wait to talk to you again in fact let's talk again tomorrow okay don't don't start
0: (laughs) well we can wait a little bit that's okay okay (laughs) (laughs) thank you folks you guys have a great day and if you have fun you're doing it right
2: thanks for listening to the rpg academy podcast